You're listening to the second season of the Junior Hereford Show. You're a Hereford enthusiast, or maybe a fellow junior, and you could be that excited individual ready to take on the future of the beef industry. I'm Ralston Rip, your host. Get ready to learn, lead, and achieve. Welcome back to the Junior Hereford Show. This is our final episode of 2022, and how crazy fast did this last year fly? It's been awesome getting to host the podcast and transition over to it, and I'm really excited this episode to recap all the excitement from 2022 and look forward to what 2023 is going to bring. But to do that, I brought on some special guests. Hey guys, it's Lauren McMillan here. Hey guys, Libby Reston. And they saved the best for last. Hey, it's J.W. Cox. Woohoo! So we are the oldie gang here on the Junior Hereford board and super excited to get kind of recap our year and all the excitement with just starting the podcast this year, as well as what's it going to bring for 2023 or what we're going to be up to in 2023. But I guess before we do that, we haven't caught up in a little while either. So how has everyone's Christmas has been? Mine was really good. Just spending time with family and having that break from school was much needed. So definitely enjoyed that. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I feel like it's been absolutely no time at all. Just the fact that Ralston texted all of us and was like, hey, let's do a catch up kind of recap of 2022. It just kind of actually set in that 2022 is almost over. It's definitely been a busy year. Christmas was really busy, but, you know, I'm excited to see what the next year brings. Mm -hmm. I'm with both Lauren and Libby on this. I mean, it's crazy to seem that our time here, you know, on the board, especially as oldies is starting to wind down and, you know, what a a great year 2022 has been and a great Christmas and a great holiday season so far. And not even that too, like the fact that, yes, I mean, uh, JW and I will be done showing this year, but then also like, I'm also graduating college this year and having to go into the real world. So that's also pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lots of new coming and JW, you got me too. Um, it's the podcast has been going for just a year itself. And so that's been pretty exciting for Noah to have started that as well as those oldies to retire their jackets in July. Um, and we got four newbies and then getting to pass on the podcast and keep it going. It's just kind of, it has definitely been wild and looking forward. I got ahead of myself though. And so let's go ahead and recap our last year for 2022. Um, you know, in January, we kind of started with an excitement there at Cattlemen's Congress in Oklahoma City, the second year of the junior show. And I know, Lauren, we were visiting a little bit before. What was kind of the big, new, exciting thing for Hereford down there? Cattlemen's Congress was great. It was our first foundation female, and we're really thankful to Ray for being able to sponsor that. And then he's obviously sponsoring one again this year, which will be great. Uh, it was great, though, to have all the juniors at Cattlemen's Congress, not only for me being there with the cattle that I get to work with, but also seeing several juniors that I only get to see really at Junior Nationals, getting them to see them them halfway through the year it was great. Yeah, it was definitely such a great gathering time. And I know some people had a very busy January, but they then took off to Denver to a regional point show out there and enjoyed the stock show. 
and Cattlemen's Congress being busy for us on the leadership side as we are getting ready for our first annual BOLD conference. Um, guys, what was your favorite part about that? Or I know applications are coming up, but let's kind of recap what was all the first annual BOLD conference about that we really prepared for in January and held in March. So BOLD was definitely an interesting experience because, you know, we talked so much about this since our very first year on the board about, you know, wanting to get another leadership type event started, you know, maybe for that older group of kids that we can really focus on, you know, not just learning new leadership skills, but working on the ones that you already have. So we were lucky enough to get to start BOLD this year. Um, we're so thankful for Gary and Kathy Buckholtz for letting us go down to Desdemona, Texas, um, getting to stay at High Point Ranch. And we had, I believe, 20 participants in BOLD and then all of the board exec team actually got to go to BOLD. And it was so awesome because, you know, you go to these leadership conferences and you get time to get to know each other. But, you know, all staying in one big house is a totally different experience, you know, spending three days together getting to know each other on every single level and also getting the opportunity to see some amazing part of the country and getting to work on those leadership skills. Um, I feel like it's safe to say that it's my favorite thing that we've ever done or that I've ever experienced in the NJHA. And I'm really excited to see that continue on again this year. And yeah, like Ralston said, those applications are due January 15th. And it's definitely something that you guys don't want to miss out on. Well, and going off that too, Libby, I mean, I obviously love BOLD. I was leadership chair last year, and it was great to kind of head up with our junior board in general sense to get that started. Um, but I think for me, though, overall, it was cool on being on the junior board side because I was able to learn those leadership skills that we were able to teach, like, even more because we were teaching them. We were being able to experience, get those experiences out to those juniors. And then after the great weekend we had at BOLD, seeing that change in them as we went into junior nationals was super cool not only to see how excited they were about bold and how much they loved it but also that they took those skills that they learned and actually started applying them was great yeah it was so much fun I definitely love Libby missed out a point not alone are we all in the same house but you don't have very good cell service and so I think that definitely helps you have better connections and just like playing cards or just really getting to be more one-on-one -on -one with juniors all across the nation and I will just hit on quick before moving on that that's an opportunity for juniors 18 to 21. And then we'll get to even more opportunities for all ages of juniors coming up and um, the travels that we do with them. Hint, hint, Montana in July. Super fun. But before that, <laughs> back to chronological order. Uh, after March, we kind of hit April and springboard and YBIC. Um, JW, do you kind of want to hit on all the fun that that entailed or what it was for our junior board um, during the springtime? Yeah, so uh, YBIC and spring board, it was certainly a, a fun time and, you know, getting to have all of our junior board back together again. Um, you know, we, we were together there in January, but not all the junior board got to go to bold. Um, so it was kind of good to get get the gang back together there at, uh, for YBIC. And, you know, that was a once in a lifetime opportunity, um, you know, getting to be with all the other junior boards, you know, and just kind of seeing how they interact and how we interact. And then, you know, going through some of the ranch tours that we got to do um, as well as some of the, you know, the part of the leadership and getting to hear some of those speakers and going to Texas A&M and just an all in all great experience. And then, you know, kind of following up from YBIC 
we spent another couple days down there in Texas um, going to Gary and Kathy's other ranch. Um, and it was, it was great. We got to go look through some cows and got to visit there and kind of work on some stuff for, for junior nationals and kind of for how the year and the different shows and everything else is going to work. So it was just a really good experience to kind of get to sit down with the junior board and kind of work through some different things. Yeah, YBICU is one of those things that you always look forward to when you're on the junior board that you get to go and see other junior boards. So it was kind of like a honestly like something that you looked forward to forever and it came true finally when I got there. So it was really cool also that we had Tar on our team because he could show us all the secret things of AM, which was a blast nap. <laughs> Lots of fun things to see down there in Texas. And it really helped us prepare for kind of then a busy spring to summer transition with state shows and really nailing down our Hereford homerooms at state shows. I know um, I, all of us got to travel quite a ways for those and really put on great Hereford homerooms with all ages of juniors. Um, I know JW has a few fun stories of he traveled quite a ways, as well as Libby and Lauren. Where'd you guys all go and what did kind of that busy spring summer run look like? So I actually, uh, we got home from YBIC and Springboard. I was home for about a week and a half or two weeks. Actually, no, I was home for a week, had finals, finished up my semester, and then actually drove to Atlanta and got on an airplane and flew halfway across, actually all the way across the country to Washington and then got to go down to Madras, Oregon. I think I pronounced the name right. I hope I did. I'm sorry if I didn't. Um, and got to go to uh, their Northwest Regional Show. And so kind of getting to see a lot of those kids and, you know, doing the Hereford Homeroom there. You know, I think I, I asked the question of how many kids were going to Junior Nationals or have been to, you know, some of those events. And I think there was only a handful or better of those kids that were there that have went and got to do that. So just kind of a really neat experience and met a lot of cool people. And, you know, being from Kentucky, I got to see one thing that I've never seen, and that's snow in May. Um, actually during the the show it started <laughs> snowing in the middle of it and I was like well this is certainly a once in a lifetime experience and you know getting to go out there and tour that part of the country was just awesome but it did kind of baffle me that it snowed in May so that was kind of neat. <laughs> yeah I would not have handled that snow in May very well so not me. <laughs> Um, I guess going off that too, I also got to go and see different parts of the country as well. I am from Illinois, so I went and did our Illinois preview show, which was great. Obviously, I know a lot of the kids there and we have a big association, so it's always fun to get those kids involved. Uh, and then I also participated in the Indiana preview show, and then I got to go to the Oklahoma preview show for the second time. I went last year with Noah Benedict, and we enjoyed our time so much that I wanted to go back again this year and see those kids, and it was really cool to see the involvement of the kids I'd seen last year and then kind of already see their leadership growing as more of them had been on their junior board statewide. And then we're asking me all these questions about junior nationals and faces of leadership and how they could be more involved. And that was really cool for me to kind of see that Herford Homeroom was really helping those kids as well as us traveling to all of those shows was good benefit in that way. But I did not have any snow in Oklahoma. It was pretty warm. Actually, it was like the opposite where I was sweating the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of changes of weather, just depending where we were. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way, Lauren. Um, the two shows that I got to attend this summer was actually the Southeast Regional Herford Show, which was in Tennessee. That's one that me and JW have always gotten to do together. 
And it's one that I really look forward to because I think both years, correct me if I'm wrong, JW, but we've had like a hundred kids. And we've had a lot, yes. <laughs> and it's always been a little bit of a rodeo, but that makes it so much more fun. We have kids literally from probably four years old all the way up to 21. So it's a broad spectrum. There's, you know, there's lots of entertainment to say the least. Um, but we have a great time with it. We love getting to interact with those kids at the Southeast Regionals the past two years hopefully looking forward to that again this year. And then I also got to attend the um, Mississippi multi-state preview show. That's one that I've gotten to do the past two years. Um, and going off of the weather thing, yeah, I definitely had a different experience from JW. I think the air was so thick from the humidity that day that I could have cut it with a knife. It was definitely very hot, definitely very humid, even for this Tennessee girl. Um, but definitely love getting to interact with some of those kids, getting to meet some new people, see some new faces, um, and teach those kids some leadership skills. Wilson, where did you go again? So I stayed here in Nebraska at my home state. It gets kind of challenging because it seems like the Midwest states all kind of overlap. But I was really excited to be at Nebraska. It was the first year that I actually didn't show at our state show um, just because I was traveling. So much and I wasn't able to have cattle in the barn or take care of them but that was okay because I was on the flip side and just being able to help and put on our Hereford homeroom and so we had kids um, or just juniors that ranged from ages 4 to 21 and so it was really fun to see that they were just as excited to do leadership activities and get to know each other and I definitely think that that's so exciting seeing such young juniors be involved at such a young age and um, just see their excitement continue to grow. So that's, I always love state shows. It's definitely a busy time of the year, but a fun time. So then after state shows, we get to a very big and exciting month of junior nationals. So we were there in Louisville and as middies at the time, we all got to have a really kind of a big part from arrival to opening ceremonies to different contests and really were able to put on a successful junior nationals um, as well as with nice weather while we were there in Kentucky. It was very humid, I will say. Um, and I'm from Nebraska, but I feel like Eastern humidity is a little different. <laughs> um, uh, but it was a lot of fun there and very successful. And that kind of took us into a busy time right after. I think we were all home for like a week and then we took off to Montana to face the leadership. And so Faces of Leadership is open to juniors 13 to 21, and we had right at 100 juniors up there, and I know we had talked about before, maybe just name quickly each of us, like one of our favorite moments of being up there in Montana, kind of being a destination for our leadership conference. Oh, I'll take this one to start off with. My favorite um, memory from that trip was definitely white water rafting. I think it was... Um, yeah, a little traumatizing for some people. I know for one thing, I was not super excited. Anyone who knows me, I'm not the greatest swimmer. So I wasn't, I wasn't too excited, but a lot of the kids were. So, you know, we put on a smiling face, but it ended up being one of the absolute greatest experiences, even though I was scared to death the whole time. Um, you know, just jumping back and forth from the boats, even though we probably shouldn't have um, parents, if you're listening, I promise all your children were safe. <laughs> hey, you, you know? should bring up, we were like 20 minutes behind everyone and we caught right. up. We, we, get caught right back up. up. <laughs> we were, we started off very behind, but we caught up to everyone. Um, you know, lots of water fights, 
Um, but also just getting to see the views because Montana is amazing. Yeah, I was going to say we definitely didn't pull anyone out of the rafts. That definitely yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. Sorry, Cheryl. <laughs> Sorry, Cheryl, if you're listening. Or we didn't fall in either. That too. I love that. Um, going off that too, I guess. The, another fun part. I mean, yes, we had a lot of great learning experiences. And I obviously loved hearing uh, Cheryl Mitchell speak uh, on our last day that we were there. But I think also a part I enjoyed a lot was the dance at the end of it. I'm someone who loves dancing. And it's one of those fun things that it's one of the last things we do at Faces of Leadership. So it's kind of great to have the connections that you're building throughout that week and then getting to enjoy all the friendships you made while dancing on the dance floor. Um, so definitely loved everything with that. And then for me, I'm a big travel junkie. So I was just great to be able to go to Montana and see that kind of region out there is so much different than the Midwest where I'm from. Yeah, I think I'm the opposite of Lauren. I enjoyed the dance, but I danced with two left feet and couldn't carry a tune in the bucket. So um, <laughs> with that being said, I think probably one of my favorite, well, two favorite things was one, the the traveling aspect and, and getting to go to some of those ranches and um, getting to tour those, but as well as our leadership um, sessions that we did with those kids out there and the juniors, I thought that was a, a great time and great experience that we all got to be paired with. A, so it was one of us oldies and a midi and a newbie and kind of getting to do those leadership sessions together, I thought was really good for, you know, not only for our team bonding, but as well as kind of to put the, the most impact on some of those juniors. And Ralston, you got to speak at it. So that has to be your favorite part because you killed that, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been the most nervous part of it. Uh, but it was definitely really sweet to um, get to vi visit with my fellow juniors and kind of give a recap keynote, if you will. Um, I know it was so sweet, Lauren and JW and Libby, even we were sitting on the bus ride over there and I was really nervous talking to you guys. And kind of the topic of it was just starting and just doing things and Lauren you like leaned over and just like put your hand on mine and you're like Ralston this is your start and I think that's something I'll forever remember um it brought tears to my eyes that night <laughs> so yeah but also I'll just add one thing that I really loved that week um was getting to like see juniors or everyone from the beginning to the end like they took home the messages every time they listened to something like even on the dance floor they'd be like I'm getting I'm like getting out of my shell or I'm just like I'm going to tell you a part of my ag story or they were repeating things that had been told to them and it just like gave me goosebumps and like super cool that um our leadership conference that juniors were really taking home those messages and applying them right after they had heard them so um, I loved that part as well as my favorite part too, was getting to visit with Rick and Bonnie, um, the donors that really allow us to have this opportunity. They were there and they got to see the event firsthand and see the difference that they're making. So I really loved getting to know them more of them on a personal level, as well as just, um, that what they're investing in and supporting is really making a difference. So that was really long about August, but July and August were really impactful. So they deserved that. Um, we went into the fall kind of busy with getting ready for annual meeting there in October. And that's a busy time, not just for our adult board, but as a junior board, we meet too and really have a very impactful and influential meetings for our next year. Um, and then November and December are really packed full of national shows 
and um, lots of traveling for our junior board and getting ready to start the next year. So with that, before we give brief foreshadowings of what's coming up in 2023, as oldies and being on the board, we know, and just juniors of our association, we know that it takes a village. It takes a Hereford family to make what we're able to do possible. So with that, let's hear from a very established Hereford breeder and family um, that invest in us and take a minute to hear from them about what they are up to, as well as why they choose to invest in us. Let's take a listen. It is my pleasure to be on the line with Mr. Bill King and really excited to get to visit with him here and really grateful for the time to sit down and their contributions to our association. And, and Bill, you know, I'm just going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself and your family's operation and talk about a little bit of history in the Hereford breed. Okay, thank you. Uh, we're right located in central New Mexico, just a little ways east of Albuquerque. We've been in the Hereford business. Uh, I myself started in 1968. My parents and my grandparents had commercial herefords before that back into the 40s so we've always been big boosters of the hereford breed and they've done a great job for us we are also big boosters of the junior hereford association my, my daughter my granddaughter have all served in that organization and i think it's a great organization we specialize in uh raising commercial bulls for ranchers in the southwest arizona new mexico west texas we uh we try to uh raise them in such a way that they hold together when they go out in the pasture we keep them in big pastures and keep them exercising and uh, try to deliver something that our customers can uh, use and be happy with and uh, we've been selling bulls to commercial ranchers since the mid-1970s, so uh, we value our customers and value the people that we deal with. They're the best people in the world, so we sell all of our cattle by private treaty for the most part. We consign to a few uh, consignment sales, but for the most part, we deal with uh, ranchers in, uh, in, in our area and, and sell bulls private treaty most of the year around, but especially October through April is a busy time of year for us. It's It's been a long history. I won't give you all of it. It might take too long. So. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, Bill. And I love that you mentioned your daughter and your granddaughter. And I actually got to meet Abby the year that she was running for the board there in Grand Island. And we were sitting outside of the room for a scholarship interview and got to visit with her and then had the opportunity to work with her on the junior board, as well as Becky as our liaison between the adult board and um, your passion definitely runs deep in your family, and I love always seeing your family at events with the biggest smiles and excitement just to visit with friends, and you can definitely tell you love your customers and what you guys do there in New Mexico. And um, we were visiting a little bit before, and you guys had uh, taken the chance and kind of the investment to support in our Tis This Season 
campaign. And I think I'd love to just ask you, why do you continue to invest in our junior association or why do you feel that it's important for you guys to make that investment and contribution? You know, when I got started in the Hereford business, a Hereford breeder here in New Mexico named Marshall Selman was uh, very good to me. And, uh, and our junior director was a woman named Helen Selman, and she was uh, his sister-in-law. And they took time to work with me and deal with me and took care of me when I first got started in the Hereford business. And uh, I feel like that's one of the most important things that we can do as older people and uh, is to support the young people so the breed will continue to flourish. And so I've always tried to do that. And and my daughter and my granddaughters, uh, I had three daughters that came through the Junior Herford Association and I've had uh, several, um, two or three granddaughters too. So it's paid a lot of dividends back to me. The scholarships and all the leadership they teach young people is a great thing. Yes. Oh, that warms my heart and it's definitely a true testament of being a family affair. So I personally appreciate it and um, have loved getting to know your family too and your history. And, um, you know, with that, Bill, I know you and your operation and your cattle, you guys have some exciting opportunities, not just private treaty, but I believe I've seen Abby been sharing. Are you guys putting some cattle on a consignment sale there in Denver coming up here pretty quick? We do. We have uh, uh, the pick of a pen that we're taking to Denver to show uh, some daughters of the Genesis bull, who's been a very popular bull in the breed the last two or three years. And uh, and so we're excited about taking a few cattle out for people to see. We don't normally show many cattle, but uh, we felt it would be a great place to take some up to Denver this year and, uh, and try out their new yards and uh, and see uh, the people that we can see there that uh, we miss seeing during COVID and hopefully have something to sell them. <laughs> yes. Well, Bill, I sincerely appreciate getting to hop on the line and visit with you. And I would love to just give you a minute or two if you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom to share with our listeners. I probably don't have much wisdom, but I, <laughs> oh, I do goodness. appreciate the friendships and the people and, uh, and the Hereford breed. They're a great group of people. And uh, I've watched a lot of young people grow up through the Hereford breed and do great things. And I think we're po poised right now for the Hereford Association and the Hereford breed to do some great things more so because of the people almost than all the great cattle we're raising now. So we look forward to the future. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Bill, for sitting down and visiting for a few minutes today. And we truly appreciate all that you and your family do for our breed and association. Thank you. A sincere thank you goes to the Bill King Ranch and all that they do to invest in our association and the Hereford Youth Foundation of America also. Without their investment, we wouldn't be able to do what we do or build leaders for the next generation and build better Hereford breeders too. So with that, we're coming around to the time to foreshadow and talk about what 2023 has upcoming for our Hereford Association, our board, and as individuals. So oldies, what's maybe a little bit of a teaser of what's going to be the exciting things coming up in the next year? 
I think it's only right if we start this off with saying like something like a drum roll, please. But definitely mad dash to a Hereford bash. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that one's hard to top, but I'm going to have to say Hereford homeroom. Better be looking out for that one. I think for me, oh, yeah. like we've already said, building on leadership development. Applications due January 15th. And I think something that every junior member really thinks about and dreams about someday is retiring that maroon jacket. Oh, oh no, stop it. <laughs> not, <laughs> like doing that. not yet, not yet. <laughs> 2023 is sure to bring many exciting things ahead. But before we get ahead of ourselves too much, let's hear from some of our other fellow junior board members on some of their favorite moments in the past year of 2022. Coming to you from the northern half of the United States, your leadership chair, Tartut. Howdy, NJHA. My name is Tartut, and it is my absolute privilege and honor to be serving as your leadership chair for the following year. I have the opportunity to highlight some of my favorite and best memories of 2022, but let me not forget to mention that the Junior National Hereford Expo is bar none at the top of that list. Not only was it my first year serving as a director on the board, but I loved planning and executing the Junior National Hereford Expo held in Louisville, Kentucky this year. A couple of my favorite highlights include being a senior showmanship finalist for the very first time, helping plan and orchestrate the multiple contests that we offer, but more importantly, seeing the raw emotions from every single one of our exhibitors that entered and exited the ring. I'm so excited to see what 2023 has in store for us, but more importantly, let's not forget to make it the best year yet and come home to Hereford. Hey, NJHA, it's Hannah Pearson, your director from Nebraska, and it definitely was a great year in 2022, and for me, I did a lot of learning and networking throughout the year, but definitely one of my favorite memories was Junior Nationals. Um, it was one for the books, just being my first year as a board director and getting to see kind of how the contest works and how everything's ran and getting to interact with the juniors and definitely loved faces of leadership one of my favorites billings was a ton of fun but i really enjoyed learning and getting to learn more about the members and connect with them and in 22 personally for me i had great internship opportunities and this fall i started my senior year at texas tech university and kind of wrapped up my judging career and so now i'm excited for 2023 and what it has in store hopefully a job and wish everybody a late merry christmas and a happy new year Hello NJHA, this is Lauren Jones, your director from Wisconsin. And right now I'm driving to Cattlemen's Congress and I cannot wait to see you all either in Oklahoma City or in Denver. As I reflect on 2022, I was so excited to serve you in my first full year on the board. Some personal growth for me came with moving outside of my comfort zone and leading some of the educational sessions at Faces of Leadership and Hereford Homeroom Workshops. Even though it was uncomfortable at first, I learned a lot and hopefully helped other members expand their leadership skills. 
I'm so thankful for the opportunities the Maroon Jacket is providing to me. Earlier this year, I was approached by a junior member to be interviewed for a school project on role models. This is one of those moments that brought home how important it is to always serve others with integrity and genuine care. On a personal level this year, I accomplished one of my lifelong goals of making it to senior finals in showmanship at Junior Nationals. It is so important to have goals and work relentlessly to accomplish them. I'm already working toward my 2023 goals and can't wait to help other junior members achieve theirs in the new year. Be sure to say hi if you're in OKC or Denver over the next few weeks. And here's to an exciting 2023. Hey, Wesley Denton, your fundraising chair from Kansas here. I was beyond excited for uh, my first time being able to help plan Faces of Leadership as a, as a junior board member. Uh, growing up in the Junior Association and going to Junior Nationals every year and Faces of Leadership, I uh, always looked up to the members in the maroon jacket. So it was kind of a dream come true to be one of those board members and wearing a, a maroon jacket. And uh, to me, uh, striving to be a good role model and helping the next generation of Hereford breeders is what the junior board is all about. And uh, with that thought in mind, I had a blast at Facers of Leadership from putting on workshops to getting to know junior members from across the country a little better and helping plan Facers of Leadership and seeing it come together this summer was a lot of fun. Uh, one memory that I'll never forget from Faces was the trip home. Several attendees and board members, including myself, were, were on the 6 a.m. flight out of Billings. And after uh, sitting on the plane for about an hour, the flight was delayed further uh, due to mechanical issues until eventually it was canceled until the next day. And so Ralston, Hannah, and myself uh, worked on getting uh, flights out later that day or the next um, for all the junior members. And after getting all the juniors situated, all the flights were booked up, and uh, Ralston and myself didn't think we would risk the uncertainty of um, if the plane we were supposed to be on would uh, leave the next day. So we found the only available rental in Billings for a one-way trip, which was a uh, Ford Mustang. And uh, to say the least, it was a memorable drive home. Uh, with that, I'd like to wish everyone a happy holidays and happy new year. Well, Wesley and I sure had an adventure there on that 13 plus hour drive home in the Ford Mustang and our other, all of our fellow middies had great personal moments to share with you all, as well as excited to hopefully see you soon in the new year. So from our four newbies group, they wanted to share some of their personal goals and themes or resolutions that they're going to take into the 2023 new year. Hello, everyone. This is Logan McFatridge, and this is my first year on the junior board. My new year's resolution is just to be kind to everyone and make a lot of friends. Um, I think it's important to make connections wherever you are and just meet people. So it'd be a great opportunity to just get to know as many people as possible and have a great new year. Hello from Northern Minnesota. It's Haley Mosier, one of your newbies on the board. And one of my goals for 2023 is to be more intentional and specifically picking up a good book rather than getting on my phone or watching a movie to really just make the best use of my time. Hi, NJHA. This is Isaac Rohde from the Show Me State of Missouri. And um, one of my biggest goals for the uh, upcoming 2023 calendar year is adapting to change. I think adapting to change is something that um, everybody has to go through um, uh, every day through life because you just never know when something is going to get thrown at you. 
And so that's one of my one of my big goals for the 2023 year. Howdy, howdy, it's Kaylee McInvale from Texas, and I am so excited to be bringing in the year of 2023. My resolution for this next year is to go with the flow and let my life happen the way it's going to be. I'm so ready just to see all of the new and prosperous things coming my way. So making the rounds back to us oldies on the board and really get a talking about personally what we're looking forward to or what some of our goals are for 2023. Lauren, what's your, kind of your goal or what's your one word for 2023? Yeah, I always like to have one word because I'm someone too that's not good at choosing just one thing. So if I make myself do it in the beginning of the year, then it helps me actually focus on that. So my one word of the year this year is going to be explore. Uh, like I said in the beginning, I actually am graduating college this year and then going to grad school, but also planning to get a job do during that. And then also I like love traveling too. So I really want that to all encompass the idea of me trying to figure out what I'm really passionate about in life, especially when I'm not showing cattle anymore the next summer. And then also figuring out uh, where I can go in the world, as well as kind of exploring the new place that I'm going to be in when I move to my new area. Libby, what about you? Yeah, I think kind of stemming off of that, um, my word would have to be adapt for this next year. Um, I've always been the type of person that I'll get these ideas in my head. I'll get a plan in place for what's going to happen, whatever's in front of me, whether it be my future or even just the next day's plans. And, you know, life throws curveballs at you constantly. Things are never going to go the way that you expect. And sometimes that's something I struggle with. So, you know, my goal for myself the next year is just to, you know, be adaptable, to not worry about what's to come tomorrow, but um, just to kind of take life as it comes and enjoy every moment. I need to use that word too. <laughs> you guys definitely inspire me to think about what the next year is going to bring and what change is going to bring to and something that I really want to try to focus on is I'm a huge dreamer and aspirer but kind of taking action is a big thing that I want to physically see in front of me and so take action is what's going to describe my year in 2023. JW round us off what are you looking forward to or what are you going to work on? One thing that I'm going to work on, I think, more than anything is not being a procrastinator so bad. Um, you know, I'm also in the same boat as Lauren. I graduate in the spring and hopefully vet school in the fall is where I'll end up um, somewhere to be determined. Stay tuned. Um, but just not procrastinating. Um, you know, I think that we all get so caught up and busy in the little things, but forget about big picture stuff. So just trying to get as much done as we can um, because you know, as Kelly Barnes said, we all beat our record of waking up most consecutive days alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are good final words and not procrastinating, exploring and adapting to the change and the new that 2023 is going to bring. So we look forward to what your aspirations and what your goals are for 2023 and wish you the happiest of New Year's and look forward to seeing you soon. Tune in next time for the Junior Herford Show. Thank you for joining us for the Junior Herford Show. Stay tuned for the next episode and be prepared to continue to learn, 
lead, and achieve.